Father Mustafa, and welcome to EWTN Live, where we bring you guests from around the world. Tonight, we're going to talk about practical ways men can be the everyday spiritual and physical heroes they need to be in order to bring their families to heaven and radiate Christ's truth and love in their communities and even get themselves to heaven. Before we talk about that, we want to hear a little bit about what's going on with EWTN in Africa. For that, we welcome the Editor-in-Chief of ACI Africa. ACI stands for Association for Catholic Information. So please welcome Father Don Bosco Unyala. Father John Bosco, welcome. Thank you Good very to much. have you. Good to have you. Thank Just so folks know, which country are you from? I am from Kenya. Kenya, based cool. in the capital city of Kenya, Nairobi. Nice, nice. Good to have you here. And you've been here to do a uh, meeting with news editors from around the world. Tell us, what's, what's going on with EWTN in Africa? So we have um, this um, news agency that mm -hmm. has been running for the last uh, four, now into the fifth year, mm -hmm. um, providing current affairs in Africa from a Catholic perspective. Nice. So nice. that means bringing out um, what the church is doing in Africa, activities of the church, the prophetic voices of the church leaders when they um, raise their voices against social ills mm -hmm. and injustices. Yeah. We also speak about the persecution of Christians. So this has happened mostly in Nigeria where priests, mm -hmm. religious have been kidnapped, sometimes killed, mm -hmm. sometimes released with ransom. So those are the kind of stories that we report from Africa. I recently was listening to a Protestant researcher saying that in Nigeria, uh, in, uh, Nigeria is the number one country for the number of people who are martyred for our faith. Yes, it in ranks. In the world, in the world, not just Africa, but in the world. Yes, so this represents the persecution of Christians because it's targeted. These kidnappings are mainly targeting uh, mm -hmm. church leaders and yeah. uh, especially priests uh, because when they kidnap them they call for ransom both from the family where the priest comes from and then from the diocese where one works mm -hmm. so it comes out like it's business mm -hmm. yeah yeah this is one of the tragedies of holding people for ransom so are, are people enjoying this do you get a good reaction about the kind of news that you're giving? It is a gap that was there uh, mm -hmm. to have uh, a reliable news agency that is bringing out current affairs on regular basis. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so um, we have a newsletter that comes out daily and this is well appreciated uh, because other Catholic media like radio, television, then tap into this resource to inform their own audiences. Excellent. Excellent. Apart from individuals who then uh, benefit to update themselves. Excellent. Well, thank you, Father John Bosco. I appreciate you um, letting us know about all this. 
and this is an exciting part. I know, I remember when we started this part of EWTN's family um, and the, doing what we can to help spread the gospel as Africa becomes a very Christian continent. Well, if you want to find out more about what's happening with the church in Africa, you can go to the same organization. It's ACI Africa. ACIAfrica.org and you can find out the same information yourself about the African church. We're going to be back in just a couple of minutes with tonight's guests, so please stay with us. Our guest tonight is a world champion surfer. He is also the host of the EWTN TV series, Long Ride Home. And he's here to connect us to the deep call that's in every man's heart to live out a heroic way of life and champion a cause greater than himself. His newest book is called 12 Rules for Manliness. Where have all the cowboys gone? Please welcome Bear Wozniak. Bear, you, welcome. Good, Good to, to have you. Now, you live out in Hawaii and you surf out there. How many cowboys do you have in Hawaii? We do. I know you yes, do. Yes, we. I, my, the first hula I learned, hula dance I learned, was a cow, about the Hawaiian cowboy. The vaqueros came from uh -huh. Mexico and Spain. Uh, to 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 work the ranches in Hawaii, and uh, and then we could they couldn't quite pronounce the word. Eventually became Paniolo, but uh -huh. we have the same. You know, cowboys are the same everywhere. Yep, yep, yep. I see. I, I actually knew there were cowboys there. So mm -hmm. now that because there's cattle ranching as well yeah, big as big part of it, Parker uh, Ranch. You no, know, you know, raising a lot of uh, other crops. Yeah. Um, and you know, this idea of where have all the cowboys gone. In one sense, you're bringing up a theme. You did this independently, but we had Father Bryce on the show a few, few weeks ago, a couple months maybe, and it's the same issue. Mm -hmm. there, there's an aspect of the cowboy mm -hmm. that can be part of a lot of men's lives. Mm -hmm. what, what do you think has gone on that change men. Oh, you know, Father Bryce, by the way, I'm the one that talked him into writing that book uh -huh. and sent it to my publisher, and then he got his book done before mine. So yeah. um, there's something, I think, in the, in the deep in the core of, of American men, especially the love for the cowboy. Mm -hmm. uh, the, they always stood for, in, in the films, but also in real life, mm -hmm. uh, the virtue, especially cardinal virtues of, you know, courage, fortitude, justice. You know, a cowboy didn't take a long time to make a decision when it came to stepping between someone who's vulnerable and, you know, a problem. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so 
I just remember as a young, as a young uh, kid, uh, all my heroes were cowboys. I have a chapter title like that, and so does Father Bryce. <laughs> yes. I, had make, I had to make sure not to read his book before mine came out. But yeah, I mean, um, and, and I read the Louis L'Amour Westerns, the great Western novelist. Yes. And in his books, the men always sought to be virtuous. But the women were strong women. He That's was one right. of the first authors to represent women in a strong way. Mm -hmm. That isn't to say that a woman doesn't need to be protected from time to time uh, and find herself in a vulnerable place. So the cowboy uh, uh, icon for what a real man is, I think, really stands deep in the psyche of them. Yeah, you, you often see in Louis L'Amour novels and in some of, a few of the other authors that you know, uh, real strong women and men with that cowboy mentality mm. and an inner interior strength, you know, meet and they make the righteous happen together. They work mm. together on that, and mm. it, it's uh, and that's an important part, especially when you take a look at the way he and others portray the old West. Mm as a place where there were a lot of outlaws. They were mm. outside mm. of the law. Mm. They went to places where there were no sheriffs, no marshals, and just settlers trying to make a living. Yeah. And outlaws took advantage of it by not following a moral code. Cowboys stood against them. This is a situation for our culture today mm. as we see a lot of the law enforcement uh, people in different parts of the country not enforcing the law and outlaws are coming back. Mm -hmm. Lawlessness, this, yeah. spirit of law lawlessness. And this is where men being in touch with that cowboy quality of seeking justice and protecting the vulnerable, this is good. You know what, in, as a surfer in Hawaii, uh, when you're out in the ocean, you're maybe a quarter of a mile, half a mile out, uh, there's a certain uh, justice out in the water too, because there's no cop gonna come save the day. There's a certain, we call them regulators. Sometimes you're a regulator out in the water, an enforcer. There's certain things you can do that are, are dangerous. There's certain things you can do out there that are not right, you know? Mm -hmm. And so uh, out there, you see this. Cindy sees this. There's a, a Cindy is my my beautiful bride. Yes, she is my tandem surfing partner uh, here in the audience today. But but you see, she says, you know, the thing about the men in Hawaii, they're like a, they're connected to each other. They watch out for each other. When I walk down the street, uh, I have young men say, Aloha, Uncle. You know, they respect their elders. And if there's a problem, a young man will come and ask me, Uncle, I got this problem. You know. The other thing that's unique is the men will say, the men will say, when we're walking down the beach, men will say, aloha, I love you. You know, aloha means to give love. Mm -hmm. And so we need that, we need that brotherhood. We were talking about that scripture verse in Corinthians, how uh, Paul exhorted the, the men to act like men. Mm -hmm. He didn't say act like a man. He said act like men. Mm -hmm. Men need to renew brotherhood. Mm -hmm. And every man knows there's a, one or two men in his life that they could reach out to and they can maybe have a whiskey and a cigar once a month or maybe have coffee in the morning. But you need other men, two or three men, maybe that's all you need, who you can talk about real gritty stuff uh, and talk about the Lord, challenge each other, encourage each other, do stupid stuff together. But, uh, but we see that in Hawaii, there's still a strong, a strong uh, community of men. And Cindy sees that and says we need to encourage that on the, among all men. 
Yeah, and you know, there is a, a, a way that men relate to each other uh, that sometimes seems odd to women. You know, the way that we you know, um, just razz each other and tease each That's other. That's love. It, it, it is. And it, yeah. it's also about finding out, is a guy able to take it? Yeah. That let his ego slide a bit, and I get so wishy-washy and hurt, but yeah, you just take it in stride and you give it right back mm. so that when it comes time for danger, you're willing to risk. That's how guys can it's tell true. You can who's, who's going to be your, you know, your, your partner. Who will be there this. in a fight. When mm -hmm. Jesus said, guy hits you on your cheek, turn to him to the other. It's like, mm -hmm. that all you got? You don't have to be so easily offended, which in the world today, you see people taking offense at everything, and you never know, well, what are people taking offense at today? But the Bible says uh, love does not take offense. So uh, that, that camaraderie, that kind of pushing, in, I'm a second-degree ninja black belt, sometimes you push to get someone to push back. If you push and that person resists and they push back, you, you get that sense of, you know, that's the way men are. You know, mm -hmm. they don't come up and give each other a hug. They might hit each other in the shoulder or something. But, right. but we, need, we need to have that men. You know, I had my, you're going to Montana soon. And I had a cabin a mile from Canada, a mile from Glacier Park. And when I walked on that land for the first time, I was going to go kind of lay out where I built my cabin. I saw a wolf across the meadow. And that wolf uh, looked mean. Right, a mile from Canada, as you, you know, the, 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 the big, big wolves that come mm -hmm. down. And... But it looked gaunt. It didn't look healthy, but it looked angry. And I bumped into a professor there uh, who tracks apex predators. And I said, I told him about this wolf. He goes, I know that wolf. I've, I track him. He was an alpha male. He got pushed out by a younger male. And now he's going to die young because he's alone. And, and wolves run in a pack. The men out there that say, well, I'm a lone wolf and I don't need anybody, they're going to get picked off. They're going to get, they're going to become sick, sickly. They're not going to be, they're not going to be able to thrive. And so one of the big things we do is just encourage men to, to get together and, and to be uh, gritty, with, get real with each other, talk story with each other and challenge each other. Men need other men in order to become strong. Let's show a, a clip from your TV series, Long Ride Home, about men talking, addressing that issue mm. of their need for each other to, to stay strong together. Mm. Uh, for me, it's a big honor just to be with all these guys who uh, aren't afraid to be open and, and honest with each other and uh, really, you know, talk to each other. It's, it's an honor to be a part of this, uh, this evangelization effort. Uh, I've always been kind of a loner, but uh, I've found brothers that I can share deeply with in Christ. You know, men need men in a deeper level, on a spiritual level, as Christians, and I found that with this group. It is truly inspiring for me to be around these men. We have some men here who've been through some horrific things in their life, and, and so many of these guys are involved in some just truly inspired ministries for God. And being around them inspires me to be a, be a better person. Well, I'm a convert to the Catholic faith. I love riding motorcycles. And I thought, what better way to do this 
because now I can honor our Holy Mother, Jesus Christ, and my joy for motorcycle riding. Ecclesiastics 4, verse 9, it says, the two are better than one. And it says, woe to the solitary man. And so, like, yeah, when you told me to come, I have a, a tendency to kind of be a little bit of a, of a solitary man. But it did last minute, I pulled the trigger because I know how powerful it is. It means just being able to be real in Christ, ride with men who are real men. And we're a little bit raw, you know, but it's great just banging steel against steel, taking our swords out and talking about spiritual stuff and getting deep in Christ. We're encouraging each other in Christ and we join in a man's and bear's cave, you know. And hey, This is uh, something that... Uh, I think is going on partly because we also see in our society breakdowns of families where men are not staying committed to women. They're not staying committed to the children that mm -hmm. they and the women conceive. And that means that their sons and daughters, but it's frankly, especially their sons, mm -hmm. don't work on the, the tension with the father mm -hmm. and the bonding with the father. Mm -hmm. You know, your dad and, and, and the son have a bond and a tension. They, they away, strug, yeah. struggle with each other and they learn to love each other. Mm -hmm. And these dynamics get missed. And so this is where it seems a lot of men have to look for that because mm -hmm. they, they mm -hmm. too few men act like men in the way they love the mm -hmm. women of their lives and the children they bring in the world. Yeah, you know, um, I love John Paul II. Uh, his first writings were love and responsibility. Mm -hmm. uh, and and um, Louis L'Amour, I think it was John Wayne quoting him that a boy has to, isn't, a boy has to become a man. And he said, mm -hmm. to be a gentleman, you first have to be a man. And so what a man is, is just someone who takes responsibility. Mm -hmm. uh, we say in Hawaii, kuleana. You grow into your manhood by taking on uh, responsibility. You can't have love without responsibility. If, the Bible doesn't say God so loved the world that he felt all warm and gushy. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, I don't remember that verse either. Well, it's in the Greek. No, it's you gotta, not. You've got to learn Greek. No, it's not. But it didn't say that. It said, <laughs> it said he, he gave his son, you know. In Hawaiian pidgin, it's this is one and only boy, but he gave his only son, uh, so he, he acted. And the cowboys, and uh, they, when they saw a situation, it didn't take them long to figure out the clever, conniving way to deal with it. They just stepped into the fray and dealt with it. They did it wisely, but they did they did what needed to be done. And I see now uh, the vacuum that's there when a father may be pursuing all kinds of other things. You know, people say, "Oh man." You skydive, you fly a plane, you sail, you've done, run with the bulls. And, you know, you too, Father, you're so adventurous, but I can't be adventurous. I want to be, but I'm a dad. And I'm like, that's the greatest adventure there is, for, as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. you're, you're marrying a woman who finds it in her heart to be with you, and then you can bring children that are going to, they're going to live forever. And your kuleana is to protect them, to provide for them, to raise them. What greater adventure could there be than to have a, a, a soul, a human being that's going to live forever? To, that what could be the greatest? All these other adventures, I think, just kind of prepare us for that's that. Right. That's right. I think that's right. I, I 
you know, do some marriage prep. And mm. I, I, you know, frequently, uh, almost, as a matter of fact, always, I'll say to the young man that the two moments that make you a man have uh, are not about sexual action or anything like that. It's when you tell a woman, I will be with you until death do us part, and you mean that. And you make that commitment, and sometimes it's hard. You know, you know, men and women have different ways of looking at life and the tension. I noticed but that. Yes, and that can, you know, they're so attractive, but they can also drive each other nuts. You know, that's part of life, but you make that commitment. The second moment is when the oldest first child and commits to love that child who's helpless, yeah. and I will be there and bring, help you into this whole world. Right. for the rest of, your, of my life mm -hmm. anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, this, those are the key moments of a man. It, mm -hmm. It's something with us priests. We have to learn that the church is not our employer. Mm. We have to love the church like a groom loves his bride. If we act in the place of Christ, the bridegroom of the church, we have to love the church as a bride. And we have to love the people not as clients, but as children. They call us father, mm -hmm. and we have to act like mm -hmm. a father. Mm -hmm. You know, when they're sick and dying, it's not on my schedule. Mm -hmm. You know, just like with parents with sick children, it's not on your schedule. So, no, it's five o'clock, kid. Get over it. Mm -hmm. No, that's not how it works. And you know, that's the kind of commitments that dads have to make. Man, and you know the 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 concept of what I see in the breakdown, since I was a young man, when I was young, uh, I didn't know that you could have children and not, be, I didn't know it could be out, not be married and have a child. I thought that had to be. That's the way it was. And then somewhere exactly in the right. 70s, when the pill came out and the so-called free love, which is nothing but a, a path to bondage, men, men got away with murder. They said, you know, if you really love me, you go to bed with me, you know, or we'll move in together. When that happened, the fabric of society just got ripped apart. And now I hear this, this is what I hear men say. Well, you know, uh, women, you know, are taking over. Uh, you know, we might, we're made fun of on TV. We're marginalized. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and they, that, that voice sounds like the voice of a victim. The fact is, you did it. We did it to ourselves when we said we'll trade responsibility for pleasure. And we won't, and we won't uh, as we say in Hawaii, kuleana, we won't take care of the stewardship that God's given us. It's our fault. If we've been marginalized, it's because we, we, we left the vacuum and women had to come in and fill it. And I praise God for the, you know, what, what's happening with women, the, the great freedom and the opportunities that we have. But that's no excuse for a man just to not, not to serve and not to seek the true good for others. I, I think that's precisely right. You know, our society is in a p position where victimhood empowers you. When that's how the media yeah. look at it. So, you know, for instance, in the present crisis in Israel, in the old days, my old days when I was a kid, the <laughs> Israel was the victim. Mm -hmm. And so the left supported Israel because they were a victim. Mm -hmm. Now they see, no, we think the Palestinians are the victim. So we support them. It has nothing to do with the goodness or badness of actions. Mm. It's who is the victim 
because victimhood gives you power. Mm, mm -hmm. When that goes on in a man's life mm. and he tries to get power by victimhood, mm. it makes him less a man. Oh, it, 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 it makes their soul, it, it, their soul feel ashamed. Not as a victim, it, not, even though they really aren't. You want to need to be a victor, not a victim. We need cowboys, not cowards. Mm -hmm. uh, and I really think, I've been out on college campuses the last two weeks, and the young men, they, they want a challenge. They want, or, they want orthodoxy. They want the true teaching of the church. Mm -hmm. They want true moral. Yeah, give us something hard to do. Mm -hmm. Give us the moral teaching of the church. And when we go out and speak, when my bride Cindy and I go and travel, uh, the women will come to our car before we can even get out of it, and their word to us is tell the men we need for them to be men again. And speaking on these college campuses, the word that I feel like the, the Holy Spirit has for young men today is the word of the angel to Joseph. Do not be afraid to take Mary to you as your wife. Men uh, are, are afraid to, to marry a woman. They don't know what if she's going to love them, love them back. But, you know, a man... They don't know if she's going to abandon him, take the take children, his money, take yeah. his money. But he, but These he, are real fears that but they, but, you know, it's yeah, like, I hear, too. Because of, the, because of the, the, the uh, sexual revolution where you could find pleasure, which St. Thomas, to paraphrase him, pretty much says that an effeminate man, his description of that would be a man who seeks pleasure. That's his, his, main, his main source. So a man who says, I can have sex with this woman and not be married, and I can, you know, go from woman to woman because it's free love... But now it's worse, Father. That's what I saw when I got into college and beyond. I saw the, the, this sort of thing. But now there's this full-on attack of pornography. So a man doesn't even, you know, to, to objectify a woman like that, he doesn't even need to be with a woman, it, it, just, just in the pornography itself. So, man, this attack on you is attack from Satan. It's, it's diabolical. And you need to win that fight. Men need to win that fight. And you know, when I ride my, when we ride our motorcycles down the road, we know that if there's a big semi truck here, we don't look at it because the motorcycle will tend to turn into it. If you want to win that battle against pornography, you need to put your eyes on Jesus. You need to meditate on His Word. You need to spend time with Jesus. Where you put your focus, as Paul said, whatever is good, you know, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is excellent. We need to we need to put our focus there because when you put it over here all hell breaks loose. Your, 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 your soul is, is poisoned and, uh, and there's not, nothing manly about, about just seeking pleasure. Seek a relationship with God first and then with a good woman and, and, and find ways to, to, to cherish her, cherish the this, children. This is a, a very important part of, of life. And I think the, the other thing that, that you do and the long ride and, and uh, in your book is urge men to, to reach out to the guys that don't know how to do that. Mm. Uh, they may not, that doesn't mean we're talking about, you know, people who are physically weak or something. Mm. Uh, I, th I think, you know, last year I did my Christmas uh, special in prison and I, have a lot of my friends from Texas who work mm. in prisons. Mm. Those are men who don't understand mm. what manly love is. They never. Most of them didn't have fathers. Exactly. Eighty percent to eighty-five percent come from unmarried parents, and so that a lot of them never knew their dad, never met him, 
And when that's there, uh, when that's missing, you know, they let gangs become their dads. They let these other groups. And what men do when they reach out in prison ministry, for instance, mm -hmm. is they show them this is how a guy acts. Mm -hmm. And they have a lot of fun. You know, it's great to interact with them. They teach them to pray. They teach them to think. think. They teach them about yeah. what's right and what's wrong and right. why it's not just you can't do that, but also why it's wrong and why virtue is good. That is part. And these guys, the men in the prison love these guys that come in mm -hmm. like their they can dads sense, and brothers. They can see the strength. You know, my son Shane was on a mission trip to Nepal. Mm -hmm. And as he would go into the jungle, there was uh, there were forts, little watchtowers up in the trees, and they would look out to see. And why are those there? Because the elephants will come storm, storming through the villages. Mm -hmm. And they said that didn't happen in the past, but now that the, 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 the bigger males are being poached, the young males don't have anybody to teach them. Exactly. And they, and, yeah, and they, they rampage through the villages, and mm -hmm. we see that. And, and, and you know what I love? There's a co cowboy song, my wife loves it too, where he says, he's not my blood, you know, he, uh, he, but he's my son. Men who end up in a relationship, they marry some, a woman who has a baby or they get in, you know, um, to, 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 to uncle or to, or to be a stepdad is a, is a great honor, as long as it's done in order. You know, mm -hmm. we need to, we need to uncle. I remember in the first world title at, in, in Waikiki for tandem surfing, which is where I left my wife, that's my world titles. There was a young man whose partner just was freaking out because the surf was big and he was being upset with her and angry with her, pushed her on the board. The other surfer said, Barry, you gotta go do something about that. I hadn't seen it, so I paddled over there and I banned him from com competition for a whole year. But you know what, I uncled him during that time. In a year to the date, I, came, I looked for him and I brought, gave him a hug and brought him back in kind of to the fold. Mm -hmm. But for a whole year, he had to think about that. And all the men around him said, you can't let, you know, let that happen. We need, uh, to, we need to be uncles to some of these, these young men. And, uh, and uh, we need to be fathers to our own children. It, it's, it's the greatest uh, privilege to be a father. Yeah, you're, you're right about the the elephants. Do give mm. an example. Mm. They had so much problem with elephants in one of the southern African countries. Mm. They brought elephants in from Kenya that were older, and they they mentored the younger yeah. bulls. You yeah. know, and they told them. I'd like to show another clip from mm. uh, the long ride home uh, with four of the guys talking about their spiritual life. Mm. Let's take a look at that. Saint Paul wrote. And now abides faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. And so here, at the end of our long ride home journey, we go back to the blowhole with Jerry Cohn, Lance Mackey, and Gerard Middleton to talk about the greatest of these. So the one thing we know about God, that God is love. But if God is love before he created anything, who did he love? What was there to love? But we know that uh, God is three persons with one nature. That God, who is a father, a real father, eternally begot Jesus. And the early church fathers said that the love of the father and the son that they have with each other, it's the Holy Spirit, proceeds from that. And so the three persons... There's love between them, and we're invited to be part of that trinity. We, in fact, the early church fathers called it divinization, that we are partakers 
in God's nature. And so we participate in that love. So if we say God is love, well, even before he made anything or created anything from eternity, God has that love. And when you have that, had that moment of experiencing the infusion of God's love, it's overwhelming. What do you, what do you say about man's transcendent nature's desire for love? Yeah, I know personally there's no ecstasy than like when you're being quiet, meditating on, on God's love and meditating on his presence. I love what you say, I've heard you speak. You say the first 10 minutes is tough. First 20 minutes really hard. A prayer? A prayer, and then the first 30 minutes is not enough. 40 minutes is not enough, hours not enough. Yeah. And you start to really just be sensitized to the, the depths of God's love. And, but also it's not just a, a feeling. God did give us feelings and wants us to enjoy the feelings. It doesn't say God so loved the but, world that he felt all warm and gushy, right. right? It's that he did something about it. All right, you know, we have to take a break. That's a great way to, for us to see the beauty of Hawaii and of these men sharing their faith. We're going to take a break and we'll come back with some of your questions and comments, so please stay with us. discussing this book, 12 Rules for Manliness, Where Have All the Cowboys Gone? And this is by our guest, Bear Wozniak. You can get a copy of this. Might be a good thing to give some of your uh, sons, some of your more mature sons, teenagers and college sons. It's item number 6362. Uh, just go to EWTNRC.com ewtnrc.com, and you can get it uh, there. Also, if you want to find out more about Bear's Apostolate, you can go to websites called deepadventure.com, deepadventure.com. Ready for some, for some questions? Yeah, I love Let's it. This, this is my favorite part. It's good. Oh, good. Let's start yeah. off. Sir, where are you from? Well, right here, Father, right here in Birmingham. Oh, good. Not and, here in the studio, but from well, the city. Well, yeah, <laughs> just nearby. Bear, welcome to Birmingham. Aloha. Um, good to see you I again. I met you about, nine, about eight or nine years ago in Houston. I was living in Houston at the time, and you, you guys rode through, came through Louisiana, went to Kingwood, yeah. and I, I brought my son. At that time, he was probably about 20 years old. And he was he was drifting at mm. that time. He's 29 now. He's doing doing great. Mm. And uh, but I remember you, you looked him in the eye. You, you sensed there was something going on. Mm. And uh, you know you gave him your book about deep adventure, and mm. you, and you talked to him man to man, and that meant a lot to me. Um, it, it I can't thank you enough. That was that was a beautiful moment with my son. So I. I my background is uh, I was a teacher and campus minister at Catholic high schools, mostly all boys, mm -hmm. Catholic high schools. And I have three sons in their 20s. So my question for you is, what do we have to do to get these young men engaged in the church, bring them back to the church and get them engaged and, and to become vibrant Catholics? Mm -hmm. That's an easy question. 
hard answers though. No, I think that um, one of the things we've done with, with this book, 12 Rules for Manliness, it, and I'm gonna answer this for like you had mentioned earlier, like maybe confirmation age and above. Uh, this is a book that a man can have a cigar and a shot of whiskey with his older sons. With, and, and with 12 year olds? No, with his older ones, Okay, like this, this gentleman's sons. Kids of age. Yeah. No, I, uh, yeah. And, and, but sit and have a beer with them or something and then read this book together like once a week. Just say we're going we're gonna to read through this book. And you don't have to read through the book. Maybe you only read a, a few sentences. Uh, but when the, and when the children are, the young men are at home, then do this with them. You know, we have a, a deepadventure.com. We have Bear's Man Cave where older men of age can join. It's like a non-Facebook community. We do Zoom meetups about every month or two. But then there's the, the curriculum, some of it's based on this book, two and a half year curriculum, the School of Manliness, kind of based on the School of Obadiah. Mm -hmm. it's, the, it's like when David was on the run and they gathered at the cave of Adullam, they formed each other and God formed them into the mighty men of valor. So I really, really, I, in my heart when I wrote this book and the book that, that uh, Marty just picked up, uh, Deep Adventure, Heroic Virtue, to read this with your sons, stop, because you say, hey, what'd you do in school today? Oh, nothing, what'd you learn? Oh, same old thing. But if you read this book with them or you go through the school of man, the sons can become members of the school of manliness. If the father is a member, they can't be part of the man cave. But there's video, there's audio, there's, um, there's written, there's assessments, or, or read this book or read a book like it. Read, read with them, it teaches them a man still can read, mm -hmm. and, and have a dialogue around these things because this book is a book that's pretty gritty it gets real it's like a father talking to a son or brothers to brothers it's things that maybe you wouldn't even bring up in polite company and and get real with your sons and because when you make the faith real and they realize it's a manly thing to be a, a christian which it is it's the gnarliest thing you can do uh, they want to rise to that occasion they want they want to have mm -hmm. that that as i say they're like factory loaded mm -hmm. to uh to have to live in heroic virtue. They just need someone to draw that out of, in mm -hmm. them. And this mm -hmm. is a great way for a father to kind of like, I'm not talking with you, but Bear is saying something, let's read this and have a conversation. Mm -hmm. I, I think that that's uh, a great way to, to do that. And um, I think too, the, 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 there'll be changes at different stages of life mm -hmm. in a boy, what a boy can uh, take from his dad and understand from his dad is of course mm -hmm. going to change over mm -hmm. time. But, you know, I think the fathers also have to be willing to be somewhat vulnerable. Again, with prudent, there's, there's a prudence to it. You don't mm -hmm. just sort of dump all your emotions on your mm -hmm. son. They're not mm -hmm. ready for that. No. But there is a certain sense of understanding a son because you used to be a son. Mm -hmm. You used to make some of the same dumb mistakes and to be vulnerable. Son, I, you know, really messed up in school mm. and I did really poorly. Mm. And, the, uh, and it was my fault because this is what was going on. And, you mm. know, to, to, to be able to talk, you know, honestly about the various yeah. issues. But again, at different stages, that'll you know, change. But this book opens kid, that door exactly. for that kind of conversation. We don't use the word vulnerable. We use the word get real. Mm -hmm. Because men are like, I don't want to be vulnerable. But get, get gritty and get real. And if you read this book, then you bring grit and grace together. Mm -hmm. You have, here's what a man is, but here's your Holy Spirit 
this is Jesus coming alongside you, riding with you on the trail mm -hmm. and pro providing you power, providing you wisdom, providing you grace. So many times men, young men now are kind of lost and confused because there was no dad. So they watch these YouTube influencers. This is how you get women. This is how you get rich. This is how you get strong. This, you know, and it's all about self, 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 self. When I wrote this book, uh, during the time I was writing this book, I was reading through all of Dante's three books, you know, mm -hmm. and I remember this inward downward spiral of hell. So many of the self-help stuff is just like this, just going down. This is different. This is like, will the true good for others through self-donation? You're coming outside of yourself. And, and by the way, along the way, love God back. This is about loving God. It's about love. But love, you know, love bringing responsibility, responsibility and bringing care. So uh, get real with your brothers and get real with your sons. Uh, transparent isn't always the right thing at that moment, like you said. But let them know that, you know, th that, that there were seasons in your life, too, where you struggled. So. But men need to have conversations with their sons. And I never see it. You never, I, my dad had a con two conversations with me when I was young. Very rare. But men need to start having conversations. It says in the scriptures, while you're on the way, teach your, teach your children and they will not depart from it. Men aren't having that kind of conversation in this book, in the School of Manliness, mm -hmm. and others like this. Help them to read it with your sons and get, get mm -hmm. gritty and get real. Exactly, exactly. This is uh, an important part of uh, men making connections uh, with each other at important levels that help them to go beyond themselves. That, mm. The goal is to also go beyond and take mm. on the evils of the world mm -hmm. and address them mm -hmm. in the various ways we have to. Mm -hmm. You know, I, the favorite chapter people have in my book is the book that says a man needs to be dangerous. And, that, and that, that's on a lot of different, different levels. There's the, there's the spiritual danger the, of spiritual warfare. There's the, uh, you know, where you need to understand that your, your, your first battle is in the principalities and powers. And, you know, there's a difference between a nice guy and a good man, you know. A nice guy just doesn't want to ruffle any feathers. That's, that's not even a man. But a good man, and by the way, Jesus said only God is good. So to be a good man, to be called a good man is a big thing. They will make a stand for uh, spiritually. You know, a nice guy, when they, wake, when they wake up in the morning, the devil doesn't even care. But when a good man wakes up, the devil's like, oh, no, we better get to work, you know, because here he comes. He's, on the, he's, he's, he's battling in prayer for his family. But also, a good man will make a stand. When there's a moral situation, he'll make a stand. And then also, frankly, we talk about this. I'm a second-degree ninja black belt. It's a very combative thing to know. Um, are you willing, if it comes down to it, like Jesus said, if you're going on this trip to his disciples and you don't have a sword, get one. Are you as a man willing to protect your family? Will you lay down your life for your family? More important, will you live through, a, through a, an altercation? And we're seeing more and more lawlessness out there. So in the book, I, I talk a little bit about how you need to think this through. How will you protect your family? You need to have a plan and a strategy and be prepared. You know, Doug Berry, when we go out to eat, I, Cindy always knows where I'm going to sit in a restaurant because I'm going to sit in the place where I can see what's going on, right? It's, Doug Berry does too. So the first time we went to get breakfast together, we kind of went for the same chair. But when you have a friend like Doug Berry, you know he's got, he's got your back, so you don't have to worry about it. But are you aware? Do you have a plan? So these are the kind of things that you probably aren't going to hear talked about, but maybe a father and son or a brother to brother can it'll bring it out in the book. Yeah, it's making sure you can see who's coming in the door yeah. You know, that, 
and it, that's it, a that's Chicago the, thing. But that's the, the Texas thing. This is something that you got to do. That's the. But the, there is an enemy, you know. And so knowing knowing that that you're in a battle from the beginning. So to be dangerous to me, the most dangerous thing a man can ever do or say is to say the prayer that Jesus taught them: "Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done." That makes you a dangerous man, but it also puts you in a dangerous place. I mean, Jesus went to the cross. But, it, but he set up that fight. I'm a ninja black belt. I like to train with knife fights, you know, with as long as they're wooden knives. When someone's attacking me with a knife, I know it's not going to be their fist or their leg that's going to attack me. It's going to be the knife. So I've got the advantage. But also I can give them a target maybe so that I know they're going to cut here. So then I, can I, can, I know where the attack's going to come from and maybe where it's going to go to. And then I can maybe do, I've demonstrated this in men's conference, do a wrist throw. And with that knife, I will take that person out. That's what Jesus did when he prayed that same prayer on the Mount of Olives. Father, if this can pass me by, but nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. He picked a fight with the enemy. He went to Gol Golgotha, and we say it in Mass, dying he destroyed death, rising he restored life. He took Satan's weapon of death and ended, and ended his reign on earth exactly. with that. He's a, Jesus is a, was, is a dangerous man. He prayed a dangerous prayer. I think that the willingness to take on danger, and at the same time, not be dependent on whether you think people will like you. That's yeah. also something that, you know, you, you have to say, I, yeah. as a parent, mm. you know, when you discipline your children, they might say, you're mean, Daddy, I don't like you. Uh, they, they can, but, you know, said, so that's fine. I've already made my friends. You make your own friends. Mm. Uh, I'm your father. Beautiful. That's, that's the kind of uh, approach that I think is very useful for us to, to take, not only as parents with children, but also with the world at large, that I don't need you mm. as a friend. I've got friends, but I, it's more important for me to be faithful what's right and wrong. You know, the scripture you and I were talking about earlier in Corinthians about where Paul says, be strong, stand firm, be a, act like men. Mm -hmm. So it implies that you need other brothers. You act like men together. You be strong. That's a Hawaiian word. There's a word, imua. It means strong. And strength moving forward. This was the word we cried for Lahaina, Maui, imua. Strength moving forward. But then he, the first after he says, act like men, he says, and let all things be done in love. Mm -hmm. That's the greatest strength is to be able to love. Mm -hmm. So we're not talking about macho stuff here. Mm -mm. We're just talking about nope. determined love. Nope, exactly. Let's take a caller. Uh, Lou, where are you calling from? Uh, Missouri. Great. Good to have you with us. And what can we do for you today? What's your question? Well, I, I had a question. I've got a son and daughter-in-law that are both Catholic. And they've got excuses as to why they don't want to uh, believe in God. And they've got a one-year-old daughter, and they got another one on the way. How do you get them to come back to the church without being forced to, like, I want to be at times? Mm -hmm. Can I? Yep, please. You know, I, I, women will come and say, you know, I, how, how do I get my husband to do this? I mean, I pray for him, but how can I get my husband? Dude, you just got to pray. 
Spiritual warfare, that's where the battle starts. Um, li living a life by example, that's all good, that's important, that's essential. But grab your rosary and go to battle. We, you know what I love to do, fathers, when I go into Mass early and I see the, the, the ladies in there praying the rosary? Mm -hmm. Those are warriors. I think the church runs on their prayers. Mm -hmm. You know, that's where the battle has to be. It's not, oh, well, I guess I can pray. That's essential. That's it. That, that, that's where the battle is won. And uh, you release that power of prayer, and the Holy Spirit does what He does, mm -hmm. and then they have to respond yes or no. But prayer, and then living a life by example. The, the other thing, too, I, I notice is that a lot of times... I, you know, a lot of the folks know I, I like to, to hunt. And one of the things about that is you don't jump out into the middle of a field and mm. say, come on, you deer want a piece of me? Come on, let's go. <laughs> what you need to do is sit back mm. and observe what's going mm. on. You watch the herd, which are the... The, the proper ones to take down because they're old and the, the, it, they can do harm to the rest of the herd mm. if they're not, you know, called. You also look and watch their behavior. You listen to what this is going on among them and you wait for a heart shot. You don't just sort of wow. shoot crazy. Yeah. Well. Yeah. This is how we, I think it, it's one of the ways I understand. We have to watch and listen for various things they say in a ver not in an argument with you, just things that they say in their environment, in their natural state. And then you sit and, and listen for where you can find that shot that goes to their heart. Mm. Not just get out what I need to say, because I need to say it, but mm. rather this is something, you know, they are talking about. Um, well, you know, like with the, if they have a daughter already, we just can't get her to listen. We say, you know, we, we tell her to do what's right, but she doesn't listen. And, you know, she doesn't seem to know what's right and wrong. Well, that's, that kind of a discussion could lead to, well, you know, this may be a time to start teaching her God's commandments. Mm -hmm. And if you're afraid of God's commandments, why are you afraid of them? If you don't want to teach them the Ten Commandments, is there something in that that bothers you because mm -hmm. you've got a problem? Mm -hmm. You know, you might, there are all sorts of, but you know your, your children. Think Watch for those openings but you have to sit back and watch. And part of it is like a man uh, is a, like a lighthouse. In Hawaii, if you want to go to another island, you build a fire down below and a fire up on the mountain. And as you sail away, you look for the other island with the same thing, you know, that the marking. Right. But a man is like a lighthouse. He's a beacon. He doesn't move. And one of the best things about uh, that you can do is just be the man that doesn't move. And the child, as they move away from you, the further away from what you've taught them, the more tension. They'll feel that rubber band effect. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so our job too. is not is not to change. Just 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 stand strong, keep the faith, love them. And one of the things I found it, it, with my children, they're all adults now, is when they would kind of drift, I would just sometimes just ask them a question. I wouldn't. It wasn't even right. a provocative question. 
just what do you think about that and, and why do you think that? And it, I had one child that had gone off the beaten path and she came back because as she tried to explain herself, she realized her own... Uh, her own illogic. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the problems that we have to realize is we're out of time. It's going by quickly, but if you want to find out more about his Bear's Apostolate, go to deepadventure.com or get his book, 12 Rules for, Man for Manliness, Where Have All the Cowboys Gone by Bear Wozniak. Get that at EWTNRC.com, where it's 6362, uh, that's its number. Bear, thank you for coming all this way. I appreciate you being with us. And may the Lord bless all of you and keep you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. We can bring you Bear's programs and series and have him here and all the other shows we do because the network is brought to you, to you by you, keeping us in between your gas bill, electric bill, and cable bill. Mm -hmm. Thank you for your support, and God mm -hmm. bless. Thank you.